0: today is friday november 11th 2022 do you suffer from gear acquisition syndrome i know i do buckle your
1: seat belts and welcome to this edition of the electric guitar lives podcast with pete williams a fun and pithy celebration of the electric guitar guitarists related gear and industry news from a seasoned guitar pro Get your daily dose of all things guitar from an industry insider with over 20 years in the proverbial trenches. Be regaled with sordid tales of guitar and guitar news, amps, effects, artists, moodiers and the interesting people that make, make up, up this, this wacky, wacky machine. machine. So wind down with us as we cap each week off with a fresh out of the oven episode. Who knows what will happen? Maybe you'll laugh. Maybe you'll cry. You might even learn something. Yeah, maybe you won't. But one thing's for sure, you'll be entertained. So hang with us for a bit. And thank you for joining us on the Electric Guitar Lives Podcast. Podcast. Now here's your host, Pete Pete Williams. Williams.
0: Hello. Hey, folks. How are we today? Hope you guys had a great week. Uh, we're dealing with the, uh, the well, a very um, annoying tropical storm here in Florida, but that's uh, not stopping me from recording the podcast. In this week's episode, we talk about Alex Skolnick, the uh, Renaissance man. I call him the Renaissance man. He hasn't been labeled that, but I, I believe he is a Renaissance man. Um, his Alex Skolnick Trio Testament. The ESP Alex Skolnick Signature Series Guitar, or Guitars, uh, Black Friday Deals, and more. Also in this episode, the Dean saga continues, and we pick up where Dean parts ways with Dean Z. Dean forms DBZ with Jeff Diamond of Diamond Amps. Dean Guitars, the company under Armadillo Enterprises, gets new eyes on their marketing egos collide worlds implode let's get into it now here's a message from our sponsor makin music hey folks did you know that Making music is the number one dealer for custom fender guitars in the world that's a big deal makin music has been the original home of tone since 1973 and for over For 40 years, we've been committed to meeting the needs of our customers, actually almost 50 years. Making Music offers a hand-picked selection of premium boutique and custom gear. Our Northfield, Illinois showroom is open and comfortable with private, soundproof demonstration rooms for a pleasant shopping environment, while our website is regularly updated with an incredible array of custom electric guitars, tube amplifiers, and effects pedals. Knowledgeable and courteous sales professionals are always available to help make sure the gear you want is the best choice to suit your needs. Whether you're looking to pick up a new hobby, push sonic boundaries, or simply to tweak your tone, making music is the place. Let's get into the, uh, the news first up, and this comes from uh, GuitarWorld.com. The judge throws out Gibson's claim that Dean is in contempt of court. Uh, This was published a day ago, Uh, and the article goes on, and I quote, Almost all the issues raised in Gibson's contempt motions have been resolved. The court rules, in the latest from the lengthy legal battle between the guitar companies. Last month, Gibson alleged that Dean Guitars was in contempt of court for continuing to advertise its V and Z series guitars, which in an earlier lawsuit were found to have infringed upon Gibson's Flying V and Explorer trademarks, respectively. The Qatar giant had claimed that Dean had still published material on its website and social media, which was continuing to promote its V and S-series models. S-series? That must be a goof on the article. Uh, The following was heard in court on October 31st and subsequently dismissed by Judge Amos L. Mazant. The new order issued by Mazant states that the parties informed the court that they had resolved almost all the issues raised in Gibson's contempt motions, adding, any new arguments ever raised in the pending motion were resolved by the parties. In other words, issues pertaining to any previous trademark infringement case between Gibson and Dean have been satisfactorily resolved and require no further intervention from the court. Gibson's emergency motion is therefore moot. The new rolling ruling, excuse me, continues. Since we reported on Gibson's contempt of court motion on October 20, Dean's 2021 product, product catalog, excuse me, which Gibson submitted as evidence, is no longer available online. Web pages for Dean's V and Z series guitars are still accessible. However, they no longer have any product listings. Dean has not yet issued an official statement addressing the latest round of legal action from Gibson. In a press release issued in August following the court's ruling in Gibson's favor regarding trademark infringement, the guitar giant wrote, Gibson is once again very pleased with the outcome after years of simply trying to protect its brand and business through well-recognized intellectual property rights, rights that have been Gibson's for decades. It continued, Gibson's guitar shapes are iconic and now are firmly protected for the past, present, and future. From a broader perspective, this court decision is also a win for Gibson fans, artists, and dealers. Not to mention for all of the iconic American brands that have, been, that have invested excuse me in meaningful innovation and continued protection, only to see it diluted with unauthorized and often illegitimate knockoffs. Gibson can now focus attention on continuing to leverage its iconic past and invest in future innovation with confidence. This ruling, which ordered Dean to stop producing and advertising its V and Z models, marked another legal loss for the company this year, after it was also found guilty of trademark infringement back in May. Despite its victory, Gibson was awarded just $4,000 in damages, A mere fraction of the seven million dollars it sought. Bottom line, they got pissy because uh, Dean guitars or Armadillo Enterprises uh, uh, hadn't updated their website or their PDFs uh, and various multimedia that they had. Woohoo! In other news, this is from GuitarPlayer.com. The article says, is there any point waiting until Black Friday when Musician's Friend is slashing up to 40% off big name guitar brands right now? Now, Obviously, in my opinion, I feel like articles like this are loaded. You know, of course they're going to support, you know, your major big box retailers out there. I'm going to give you a tip. If you're out there shopping for music gear, musical instruments and gear, um... Sure, you could go to these websites directly. They're going to run promotions and deals and whatnot. Um, however, if you want to shop a little bit more savvy and really, really wait for a good deal, uh, I would suggest that you head over to reverb.com and um, start following some items that you're interested in and closely monitor those, you know, closely monitor, excuse me, those items. Um, before the holidays kick into high gear Um, reason being is because uh, you know these dealers that are in that marketplace uh, are more apt to give you a great deal Um, just keep a close eye i've seen amazing deals happen sometimes there's flash deals sometimes uh, uh, you know there's a nice percentage off certain types of gear Uh, whatever you might be looking for in the musical space my suggestion is um, head on over pre-Black Friday, follow the gear that you're interested in following, and uh, you never know. You might get a decent offer on something and uh, be able to purchase, uh, you know, an item that you've been gassing about. Just my two cents. In our last news segment, and this uh, article comes from musicradar.com, ZZ Top performs Got Me Under Pressure with an 18-string bass. He's got strings and knows how to use them. Dusty Hill left some big shoes to fill in ZZ Top, and Elwood Francis is doing a grand job. But we didn't see this coming. The band's former tech and current bassist used an 18-string bass guitar to perform Got Me Under Pressure at their show in Huntsville, Alabama on 5 November, captured by YouTube user Ace11115. Not to be uh, confused with the other uh, thousands of aces out there. Why? Why not? And Elway got to grips with it by focusing on two... Excuse me. On two-three of the strings. Wise, man. And the band's furry and fuzzy guitars are back for legs, too. This time in Royal Purple. We're less keen of what sounds like a pre-recorded lead vocal track for Billy Gibbons, though. Um... Man, it's tough to fill the uh, shoes of of, um, of Dusty Hill, right? That's a bummer. But uh, uh, Elwood is doing a nice job, and uh, this video is really cool. I'm going to post a link to it on the ElectricGuitarLives.com so you can check it out yourself. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty wild and uh, definitely something to behold, huh? segment, and this is something new. I'm going to be doing every week now. Um, I'm bringing this up only because I've encountered a few friends uh, recently that, um, you know, maybe uh, they've gotten their start or their time starting to get freed up later on in life. Um, You know, they're starting to become old guys, you know, Um, but young at heart, right? Um, But they're picking up guitar late in life, and uh, so... I get questions from them. Hey, where do I start? Where do I begin? What type of guitar do I get? You know, um, you know, I want to be able to play songs with other people. How, you know, where do I begin? And I always tell myself, well, you know, I mean, you get online. A lot of this stuff is super overwhelming. Something that's always helped me is just picking up a good book, um, to start with. So if you're, if you're new to it and you're starting out, there's a good, I'm going to Add this link so you can get to Amazon and purchase it. I'm not making any affiliate cash on it. It's just a book I recommend. Um, This book is called The Guitar Book for Adult Beginners. Teach yourself how to play famous guitar songs, guitar chords, music theory and technique, book and streaming video lessons. Uh, This book is by Damon Ferrante, the author, and uh, you can uh, follow him and uh, purchase his books. Uh, on Amazon Um, definitely recommend you check this out it's a good starting point to get a foundation and you might find that uh, you know after you go through the book that you want to take it to the next level after you practice for a while okay Um, now there's another thing you know and it seems like this is a a thing that uh, common guitar players struggle or your new guitar players excuse me struggle with their new musicians and that's that's timing, you know, timing is one of these things that's, uh, uh, important, you know, later, especially if you're, if you're going to be performing or you're going to be playing with a group of people. And, uh, that leads me up to what I was going to talk about. Um, when I took the uh, rock guitar school, um, from Artist Works. Um, you know, Paul Gilbert was a teacher for that and still is a teacher for that. And one of the biggest things he emphasizes is keeping time, you know, and how you do that is simpler than you think. Uh, you simply, and I won't go into the detail of it, um, but what you want to get in the habit of doing while you're practicing is counting out, um, you know, the steps for four-four time. And you can count that out, you know, in your head, uh, but you can physically count it out by simply stomping one of your feet. Uh, while you're playing. So as you go to practice and say, for instance, you're going to, you're going to play a bar of music, you know, count off before you get started um, as you're going through your practice routine. For instance, one, two, three, four, one, you know, and you start on that next one, right? Um, Do a full bar that way. But as you're counting, whether you're counting out loud, Um, or counting in your head. Make sure that you're physically counting too by tapping your foot, you know, stomping your foot um, along with the time of whatever it is that you're practicing or what you're learning. You could do that with chords, uh, you could do it with scales. Um, you know as you're beginning or as you're starting out it's just a good habit to get into when I was going through this I had never done this before I usually you know back in the day I played along with records or um, you know I played in bands so I got my timing sense that way uh, which is a great way to get it you know especially when you're you're playing with people there's a um, you know when you're jiving or you're grooving with people there's a, a symbiotic thing going on that's kind of indescribable you know Um, But at the end of the day, you know, you still have to keep the time. Otherwise, it's not going to be enjoyable for people to listen to. (laughs) So anyways, that's a little tip there that uh, might help you out. You know, Um, start tapping your foot and counting out loud while you're playing. Um, This is a helpful thing, I feel. So for what that's worth, that's my two cents on it. Today in our uh, gear spotlight, we're going to be talking about the ESP Alex Skolnick Signature Series Guitars. Uh, This description comes from ESPGuitars.com. Few guitar players of the world merit as much respect as Alex Skolnick, originally gaining fame as the teenage phenom holding down guitar duties for Bay Area Thrashers' Testament. Alex has gone on to tackle multiple musical musical genre, excuse me, including sophisticated jazz playing in his Alex Skolnick Trio. His original ESP Signature Series guitar, the ESP Alex Skolnick, might be one of the finest single cutaway guitars ever produced. Created by hand at the ESP Custom Shop in Japan uh, by their world-renowned luthiers, no detail goes overlooked. Its traditional shape belies its contemporary set of tools that include a set-through, U-shaped, three-piece maple neck for smooth access all the way up and down the fingerboard. It comes with Alex's own Seymour Duncan AS Signature pickups that offer wonderful dynamic response so that you can access a versatile batch of tones with a turn of the volume knob. Its flexible controls include individual volume knobs for each pickup, a tone control with push-pull access to split the pickup coils, and a pickup selector toggle. Its high-end components include a bone nut, Tone Pro's locking, TOM bridge and tailpiece, Dunlop strap lock, and Grover tuners. The SP Alex Skullneck comes in an amazing-looking lemon burst translucent finish over its figured. Flame maple top and is also available in an affordable LTD version with the AS-1. Uh, As I've mentioned in my uh, couple previous podcasts, I recently um, uh, picked up an ESP LTD um, EC-1000, their Eclipse guitar, which is their single cutaway guitar uh, with an Evertune bridge. And uh, so the recordings that you've heard that I've made on the last um, few podcasts I've made with that guitar. Um, man, I mean, for me, you couldn't ask for a better studio guitar than that particular model. Uh, but I won't lie, I've been gassing about Alex's models uh, for a while now, uh, both the ESP and the ESP-LTD. I got a chance to play the uh, ESP-LTD um, Lemon Burst guitar, uh, which... Man, I mean, I really have a tough time distinguishing between that guitar and some USA guitars in the same class. Um, I have a tough time telling them apart because the quality is just so good. And, uh, you know, for the money, even in their, uh, their, their, their the regular, uh, you know, their flagship ESP line, um, you know, they're not asking an astronomical amount for, for guitars on that boutique level. Um, uh, for those that are more budget conscious, uh, you can pick up one of Alex's guitars under the ESP LTD line uh, for about fifteen to $1,600, depending on who you get it from. And, uh, you know, uh, let's just call it what it is. I mean, it's basically an excellent quality, um, you know, Les Paul-style guitar Uh, with some really slick twists. For those of you who know who Alex Golnick is, he did uh, have a few years, I recall. He was uh, playing Heritage guitars. And for those that don't know, uh, Heritage was formed by a bunch of ex-employees of Gibson that didn't want to go to Nashville or didn't want to move to Nashville. And they decided to uh, purchase and stay and remain and build guitars Done the old way up at the Heritage factory in Kalamazoo, Michigan. The appointments on his ESP guitar, or his ESP series of guitars to include the LTD series or the LTD um, offerings, um, are very much in line with the quality that went into uh, those Heritage models. Uh, If you're not familiar with Heritage, um, you know, be sure to check them out. Uh, they make amazing guitars and, uh, you'll see them out there in the marketplace. Um, something to, uh, gas about for sure. One thing about Les Paul style guitars, um, that I've seen, you know, there was a uh, video that I saw, I, I think I linked to it at one point or talked about it in one of my other podcasts, but <clears throat> the, uh, famous, um, musician guitarist blues guitarist joe bonamassa um you know basically was getting he didn't come out and say it but he was doing a demonstration on a les paul that he had a beautiful gold top and um, was showing the utility aspect to the guitar that very few guitar players do and what i mean by that is that they're able to walk into any situation uh, with that guitar and you know their amplifier, whatever the case may be, and just by adjusting the uh, the volume knob, the tone knobs, um, and making a few other adjustments with you know your approach to how you're playing the guitar. Um, you can get so many different sounds out of it and uh you know people don't talk about this but it winds up becoming this really excellent utility guitar at the end of the day i mean the les pauls are always been in mean, the les paul style guitars they're a utility guitar they're they're great for a lot of different situations um which leads me into the uh the artist segment about Alex which we'll talk about later but um be sure to check out uh, the ESP Guitars website and, 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 you know, take a look if you uh, have a, a guitar shop near you. Uh, most of them, you know, near me anyhow, carry uh, ESP and ESP LTD guitars. Um, go check them out, man, and, and really do a side-by-side comparison with other stuff in the uh, the same ballpark, and you'll be Pleasantly surprised. I mean they give you a lot for your money, so in my opinion, I think it's worth checking out, okay? Now here's a message from our sponsor, Making Music. Hey folks, we have a promo going on between now and Friday, December 2nd. Our generous sponsor, Making Music, is offering up not one but two chances to win two boutique guitar effects pedals from one control by Bjorn Jewel. All you have to do is subscribe to our email list and listen to the podcast between now and Friday, December 2nd, 2022, for the winning announcements. Two lucky listeners will get a chance to own A. Fluorescent Orange Overdrive and B. Baltic Blue Fuzz Pedal from One Control Guitar Effects. To enter, please visit electricguitarlegs.com and click the One Control Guitar Effects giveaway link real simple guys just subscribe to the email list check out the uh, the demo videos and listen to the podcast we're going to be announcing those winners uh some two of winners basically uh sometime between now and December 2nd so uh be sure to tune in and listen to that and get a chance to uh to own an amazing uh boutique guitar effects pedal from One Control So in this segment, we're going to pick back up on the Dean saga. In the last episode, I talked about um, Dean Zelensky and Dean Guitars' Armadillo Enterprises parting ways uh, and being basically shell-shocked by the whole situation. It was an odd time. Um, Shortly after that, um, I got a phone call um, from Elliot, the owner, And, you know, he told me, hey, I've got this um, new guy I'm bringing in and, um, you know, we want to put a new set of eyes on things Um, as if we were doing something wrong. You know, the long and short of it is, you know, with all this this kind of like cloak of BS that was going on at that time. um, Yeah, I won't lie. When he told me they were going to put new eyes on this, um, I was insulted Um, a because. There was nothing wrong with the team that we had in place, uh, with Dean and myself and a couple of other folks. So I don't understand why there would be new eyes. Basically what, you know, later on, years later, I look back at that and I understand what it was really about. It was about ego and it was about money. That's why there was a separation. Um, You know, once Armadillo was able to get Dimebag into the fold, um, you know, suddenly they didn't need anybody else because they uh, wanted to capitalize on on uh, him being back with the company. Um, yeah, I don't want to go far and say that they wanted to capitalize on um, you know his un- untimely uh, passing in that tragedy. Um, that's not the case at all. Um, but you know people get strange uh, as Dean once told me you know ego is a funny thing and he's absolutely right you know and these folks um, saw that the company was just booming uh, people come out of the woodwork you know they want to take your job you know they want to be the top guy or they want to be in charge of this or be in charge of that and um, you know once that kind of started happening and I was told this and knew what they were doing um, I just didn't want to have any part of it anymore. So, uh, you know, I, I stopped working with them. And I followed Dean over to his new venture at that time, which was um, DBZ Guitars. That stands for Dean Barrett Zelensky. Um, there's a lot of confusion out there on the internet, okay? Um, you know, there's a lot of iterations of Dean's companies, and people can't seem to differentiate between. Um, the different brands and eras, etc., cetera. And, eh, that's understandable. If you've been a Dean Guitars fan for many, many years, you probably know the story. But at the end of the day, you know, from, in my humble opinion, and I'm probably right about this, but it purely had to do with money. And looking back on it, and I'll say this out loud, and I'll say this, you know, in this recorded format, I suspect later, years after that, um that Elliot realized that he had made a mistake there. And there were people down at the organization um, that were planting these seeds with him um, to basically sow that kind of us-versus-them mentality, um, which, you know, didn't end well. And frankly, I feel like Armadillo has never, at least in guitars, the brand, um, in my opinion, I don't feel ever recovered from that. And I feel like he knows it, but because of egos and because of other people down there at the organization, um, they just never fixed it. And really, they should have fixed it. You never know what will happen now, but, uh, you know, um, I'm optimistic. Um, I will say this, though, just as an aside, you know, Dean has his new, um, well, it's been around for a while now, but he's got his uh, new set of uh, his new guitar company, Uh, It's called Dean Zelensky Private Label. And um, he's doing some innovation, uh, as I said before in another podcast. One thing about Dean is the man has style and he has a good vision and execution for the stuff that he wants to do. He's very particular about it. Um, So if you check his wares out, uh, I'm sure, you know, you're going to find something you're going to love. No doubt. That's it for uh, this portion of the Dean Saga. I'm going to pick up on it a little bit more in some later episodes. Um, But that really, um, you know, I wanted to touch on it for those that are interested, because it's good to know that inside information. Um, I'm going to pick up on some other things later, Um, but it's not important right now. We've got other matters at hand, um, like Alex Skolnick. (laughs) spotlight segment today, we're going to be talking about Alex Skolnick of the Alex Skolnick Trio and Testament fame. So a little backstory years, years, years ago, you know, as I was getting into guitar and, um, I was getting obsessive and, and, you know, checking out the shrapnel guys and all this business in the early days. And, uh, I remember on MTV, a video came on And uh, it was this band Testament, and um, they were playing the video over the wall. And uh, I remember seeing this and going, man, you know, these guys are got a real cool, aggressive, kind of tight sound to it. Uh, You know, very, just real tight, syncopated, percussive sound. And, um, you know, it was different than some of the other stuff I was listening to at the time. And at that point in time, I was a really big Slayer fan, and uh, I was into Metallica and um you know uh and listening to megadeth and whatnot um but what was interesting about testament in this particular video is the guitar lead guitar player well the rhythm guitar player for that matter too but the lead guitar player who was alex skolnick um here you had this um you know incredible thrash band you know metal band and uh you know the guitar player who's playing, um, you know, in a vein of like gingvei, you know, basically, and he could play all that stuff. But even in the early days, I felt like he was kind of doing his own interpretation of it. And uh, I was instantly hooked. I watched that video. I was like, Oh, my God. So I went into my, my, uh, you know, my change jar, you know, scraped up the money that I did have and walked like two and a half miles down to the local tape shop i'm dating myself there was a tape shop and this guy was cool he would never talk or say anything but he always had the good stuff so walked in and um picked up the um the first uh, testament rec- record excuse me tape and then went home and listened to that thing uh, furiously for you know what seemed like months on end it was an instant fan I wasn't the only one. Uh, my friends at the time, guys that I had jammed with and guys that I knew indirectly, everyone was, was learning the Testament stuff. Um, so later is I would go on and, and join up with some of these guys and form a band and all this. Um, you know, Testament songs were, you know, specifically over the wall. They were always in our lineup, you know, and Erie Inhabitants. There was a couple of other ones. I think we did Burnt Offerings and and, uh, and a few others after that. But we always played that. It was, uh, it was Anthrax, and it was Testament songs, and, and then, of course, our originals and all that bit. But that's not important. The important thing is um, I wasn't the only one who became a big Alex Skolnick fan. Um, anybody that was into that scene, and guitar scene, and metal and all this bit uh, back in the day in my neighborhood... Um, really stood up and took notice um, to who this guy was. What's interesting is is, his testament matured over the years. Um, So did Alex's playing, and his stuff sounded a lot more interesting as the records would go on, and and I felt like they would sonically make more sense later. Um, And the band just got tighter. I saw them several times. uh, And I remember... One of the most biggest times I was disappointed. I wasn't disappointed in Testament. I was disappointed in the fact that they only came out and played like five songs, and they opened up for uh, Megadeth and Judas Priest. And um, here comes Testament, and you know they come out, nail five songs, absolutely perfect. You know the sound was incredible. It was awesome. And then they uh, they left the stage. I was really bummed out. Uh, Megadeth came on. That was during Rest in Peace, and uh, no offense to them at the time, but if you you know you know Dave's story, I mean, uh, wasn't sure if he was um, having troubles then, but they just didn't sound that great. Marty sounded good, but the rest of the band um, it, it just didn't sound great. And of course, Priest comes on, and they're you know hey, we got to play it louder than ever, you know the the opening bands and. They played it so loud that it was irritating to listen to. It felt like your eardrums were going to burst. But uh, anyhow, the long and short of it is if you haven't seen Alex play live or Testament live, uh, man, do yourself a favor and go check out one of their shows. Uh, they've had a couple lineup changes over the years, and um, and I'm a lifelong fan. So, you know, I'm, I'm just glad that uh, Alex, uh, you know, well, he came back to the group many years ago, but I'm glad he's back in the group. Um, and always good stuff to listen to. I, I, you know, I go through my modes where I'll listen to um, thrash metal and this kind of thing for a while and then kind of back off and venture into other things. But um, definitely cool. So in our artist spotlight, yeah, we're going to talk about Alex Skolnick. Now, his bio here, I actually got from True Fire. Uh, he's listed as one of the educators there. Uh, if you haven't checked... Uh, him out before um, you know on the education tip Uh, I highly suggest you do on YouTube you'll find a lot of videos that he's done over the years um, because you know the man is a um, what's I called him a renaissance guy earlier and he is definitely that Um, by that I mean you know uh, he sure he plays in this heavy metal band and and uh, you know they have a following and a fan base and all that Um, But for many years, he's had the Alex Goldnick Trio and has released, um, you know, those albums and has been playing out, um, I believe, up in New York and in other places around the country, torn around. He came to Orlando, I think, a few years back. Um, um, And he's got a broad uh, range of musical styles and um, and he's what you would call a guitarist, guitarist. Um, when you become a guitarist, guitarist, um, anybody that's into the guitar on a serious or professional level, they reference back to the guitarist, guitarist, and he is now one of those guys. And um, so there's a you know a lot of respect, at least from you know my household. <laughs> Anyhow, so I'll get into this bio, and this came from True Fire, and I quote. Alex Skolnick is both an original member of Bay Area Thrashers' Testament, which he joined at age 16, and a respected New York improviser of multiple styles. Emerging as one of the original melodic thrash guitarists alongside Marty Friedman, Alex later moved to New York and earned a BFA in jazz from the New School, studying with such prestigious artists as George Garzon, Cecil McBee, and Reggie Workman. Now, a longtime resident of Brooklyn, New York, he has gone on to release several critically acclaimed albums with the Alex Skolnick Trio. Described as thus by jazz journalist Bill Mikowski, Skolnick runs a guitaristic gamut from lush chord melodies to West Montgomery style octaves to screaming, sunny Chirac esque skronking. Uh, quoted from Downbeat in January 2017. The article goes on, or the bio goes on. In 2005, he reunited with Testament and the impact of which has eclipsed the band's initial run. When not supporting the likes of Slayer and Megadeth on tour with Testament, Alex can be found headlining the Blue Note in Milan, Agartha, in Prague, New York's Iridium, or various elegant venues across the world. I just recently went to the Iridium a couple months ago. Anyhow. Cool plays, if you haven't, if you haven't been. Uh, he's also a first-call player for jazz rock projects, including the Stu Ham, Alex Skolnick, Chad Wackerman Power Trio. That I would love to see. Um, Jane Getter Premonition, featuring alumni from the Pat Matheny Group, Mark Egan and Miles Davis, Adam Holtzman, as well as celebrating Alan Holdsworth, in which Alex is one of several guitarists, with the prestigious position of filling in for the late great innovator at a series of shows with his Holdsworth touring band. Alex is also the leader of the critically acclaimed World Acoustic Project, Planetary Coalition, featuring various international artists from across the globe, including Rodrigo y Gabriela and Horacio El Negro Hernández. In 2016, Josatriani chose Alex, his formal pupil, to be a primary guest instructor at his annual G-14 experience alongside Eric Johnson, Mike Keneally, and Steve Vai, followed by a stint as the sole guitarist on faculty at Warwick Base Camp, in which he taught and played alongside Alfonso Johnson of Weather Report and Dennis Chambers, John Schofield, and John McLaughlin. These are heavy dudes, by the way. As an educator and speaker, Alex has been invited to give keynote addresses at academic events such as Dayton University's Metal and Cultural Impact Conference as well as, well as joining various PhDs at the International Society for Metal Studies in Helsinki. How cool would that be, right, to attend that? Um, as a writer, Alex is an editor and a contributor to Unbuilt a biannual lifestyle and cultural magazine that includes his friend and fellow metal intellectual, D. Randall Bly, vocalist of Lamb of God. He has also written for the Talk House, Guitar World, Guitar Player, and other publications. Uh, as an aside, guys, uh, if you haven't read um, Alex's writing, uh, he's also a gifted writer. That's you know, why I'm just calling him the Renaissance man. He's, he's really talented in a lot of different things. Alex has his own line of ESP signature guitars and is featured on the back cover of ESP's 2017 catalog. Metallica's James Hetfield is on the front. Whether carefully listening and playing alongside the world's top instrumentalists or loudly shredding with Testament or Metal Allegiance, the Nuclear Blast Signed supergroup of which he's a core writer and producer, it's safe to say that Skolnick has found his own niche as a guitarist. Though he's pretty much a household name in heavy metal, Alex defies categorization by a musical genre. This is uh, a quote from Making Music in January of 2015. Uh, I encourage you to check out um, Alex's course on True I love True you know, I've been a member for years and, and have watched videos from a variety of different dudes like Josh Smith, uh, who plays on some of the ads for Making Music. Uh, that you've heard on this podcast, um, as well as Dweezil Zappa and Alex Skolnick. So if you haven't um, checked him out as an educator, I feel like you're missing out because he's got a very um, colorful um, reservoir of musical talent that uh, I think any musician out there would, would learn a ton from. So be sure to check that out. You can also check it, um, his official site at alexskolnick.com. Dot com And I'm also going to plug his podcast, um, which you can find where podcasts are. Um, if you go to com forward slash podcast, you can get more information. It's called Moods and Modes. Now, his production is very professional. I feel uh, very well written and very well spoken. He, I recently listened to an episode where he was talking about uh, the late... Great Leslie West and man, you know, uh, eventually I wanted to talk about Leslie on one of my podcasts. I actually worked with Leslie, um, when he was at Dean Guitars and, um, and winded up doing a version, the, probably the last version of the mountain website that we had done when he got back together with Corky Lang. Um, and it was called mountain rock band. You can probably look it up on web way back mountainrockband.com because the site no longer exists anymore sad. But my point being is if you're a fan of rock and roll and guitar playing and, and, um, in great professional quality podcasts, check out moods and modes, man. You'll dig it. It's very good. So, Hey folks, I appreciate you tuning in and listening to the podcast. Uh, our viewership has been growing. Um, I recently was reached out to by, a uh, effects pedal manufacturer for potential sponsorships. So if you're out there and you have a product or you're in uh, the world of, uh, of MI, the music industry, uh, you know, feel free to uh, email us at electricguitarlives@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, we'll answer any questions you might have. Um, again, thank you for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Um, uh, you know, next week, Um, I'm excited because I've been a fan of this guy for a while and he's another phenomenal guitar player like Alex. Um, And it's Dutch, excuse me, Dutch jazz guitarist, Richard Hallebeck. Uh, So we're going to be talking about him and, um, you know, probably listening to some sound samples. And, and I think he's a guy that a lot of people don't know about. Um, But if you're a fan of, of great music and a fan of uh, just, you know, you know, musicianship and, And um, in live performance, you're going to want to check out Richard Hollaback, okay? So we're going to talk about that next week. It's going to be a good time. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening
1: to the Electric Guitar Lives Podcast with P. Williams, your weekly hang for all things guitar-related and more. Be sure to tune in next week for another exciting episode. And remember, have fun. See you next time. For more about this podcast and future episodes, be sure to visit electricguitarlives.com. Thanks again for listening.